be real, man. We back. Episode 181. How y'all guys doing? What is good, everybody? What's good? Uh, I'm back. It's good and back again. It's again. It smells like, you know, it's time for, you know, people to jump on their team's bandwagon for about two weeks and then realize that they're probably going to go in two and 14. I'm excited. Football. <laughs> we got football. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you mean two fourteen and one, or yeah, no, yeah. you know what no. I mean. Still, it's yeah, like the tie know. every now and then. That is true. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, y'all know, man, we're doing the Steelers outlook today, of course. But before we get started with all the rest of our topics, of course, we got a new uh, intro video just released last week. Uh, check out Willie uh, William Phillips his Instagram's head Willie. P13 for all your intro video needs. Let's be real. Willie P. We official now, man. I'm telling y'all. Hey, I'm going to keep telling you. Get with us now before the price go up. Start shooting with us in the gym now before the price go up. Because when it do, don't say I ain't warn you. I said get in the gym with us now. My guy Ryan here is just a recent guest on the show. Huge fan of the show, man. What up, Ryan? What's good? It's Mr. Ryan. I check him. And of course, you know, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at LBR underscore media. Follow us, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Uh, rate, you can rate us on Apple and Spotify and give us a review on Apple. As well, of course, uh, subscribe and hit the notification button for YouTube so you catch our live shows and the aftermath uh, of our shows. And saw the views creep up last week, so, man, we're moving on up, fellas. So, that's good, man. Appreciate everyone who's uh, tuning in lately. Uh, next up, we're about to start with our topics. Real talk. Youth League shooting by someone. It wasn't him, but he was there and got into the altercation, uh, a key to lead. His brother was the one who did pull the trigger. Uh, got into it with a, another coach in a little league game and decided to kill him. So, uh, what are y'all thoughts? Just what, what, what y'all, what y'all whole deal thinking of what happened in the whole situation? Um, I can go first. Haven't really seen. I'm not sure if there's video or not of this of this incident. But from reading tweets, um, reading, I think, the news article that I saw on Twitter, it's definitely saddening to see, especially as we cannot handle situations or disagreements um, in a in a manner in which, well, we can just talk things out. You see what I'm saying? Like, the thing that, like, from this, uh, from this incident, you know, it seems as if Akeem Tilly's brother had an issue or something like that with an official or something like that. Um, it sounds as if things were said, things were done that the other person did not like. Therefore, it cost someone's um, life. And 
um, as a father, as a as someone that I believe that somebody looks up to me. That's kind of sad to see that you're that that person was so willing to take another man's life like that over a disagreement or over or sporting event like that. So very sad to see that we just can't, you know, as men, you know, talk things out amongst one another, figure out what can I, you know, be, how can I be better in whatever I'm doing, whatever issues that you have with me, how can I make that better for you? Things like that. Um, definitely saddening to see. Um, I hope, you know, in some form or fashion that um, as months, days, years and come, you know, things like that go forward, that we can just be able to sit down and handle things out man to man. And if you can't, you know, if you can't still handle things out, you know, verbally, um, and express how you feel, you, know, if you need to come to blows with somebody and you just fight, you know, then y'all wash hands, be done with it. Then it is what it is. But it's no point in taking another man's life over something like, you know, something as small as this. Man. Yeah, this this guy was literally taking precious time from his schedule from being around his family and to actually do what he loves. And that's teach the game of football to children. Um, so to me, man, this whole thing was just senseless. I wish I would have known what was the context behind it, what like what caused all of this. Like was because typically with our you know confidants with our family and parents that are at sporting events like that, you wonder why your child is not playing per se. It is the kind of stereotypical thing. You wonder like why isn't my child playing or why is my child doing this, that, and other. Um, so you wonder if that may have been the case of what may have caused this whole commotion. But again, as adults, you should be able to conduct yourself in a way as adults, even in a heated competition such as football. I don't care if it's little league or whatever. You should be able to handle yourself in such a, an adult matter to where a person shouldn't have to lose their life. over. Again, this man is just taking precious time out of his schedule to do what he loves to teach the game of football to kids to have them from doing something else because he could have just said screw it and just been doing something else. And where would these kids be at that point in time? Um, if he wasn't there coaching. Um, so in the end, man, it, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's sad. Um, it's something that shouldn't have come to this. And as men, as black men, especially uh, when we're in that realm of competition, especially the game of football, we got to learn how to conduct ourselves better. Um, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. So it's weird because ever since I've moved, I feel like some stores are like really close to home that where I live. And I literally live a mile and a half from Lancaster, Texas. It's the craziest thing. Um, Trevor, like your out your, your take on like coaching, um, first and foremost, because coaching is more voluntary than anything, um, especially at a, that level. And you're right, you know, um, even myself, I coached over the summer um voluntarily for my son and like you know i'm i'm the one driving i'm the one putting in the hours right i'm the one showing up every practice every game and to know that i have to look out for my life is crazy right um because again all i want to do is and what we all want to do is instill the love and passion in the game um into these athletes and unfortunately Everybody can't go. Everybody's not going to be good enough to play. Um, and, and that is a hard conversation that, you know, coaches and parents have. I love to have that with parents. Like, hey, listen, your child just ain't that good. Um, but on a more serious note, um, from a different standpoint of the, about this, 
we've kind of changed in a society where like youth sports used to be like really fun and like you would see people my i'll take myself for instance i played baseball i did football i did basketball um and i did maybe tennis all in like one year because i was just having fun playing different sports where now because we want to our we want to coach our like kids to go to a particular sport at like age six or seven right it's all into one particular sport and they're not enjoying and having fun to the level that they could be um and then to your point like if they're not good enough to play then now it's a problem because i've invested so much money as a parent into this sport over a year's time or more and i believe that my child is the best lebron or best tom brady or whatever um within that particular sport and we're not just being realists and we're not just letting our kids be kids and that's tragic because yes it's tragic for the family but what about the kids that were there too like they just witnessed someone get killed at that young of an age and so who knows how that will spin off for them who knows if there was the next i don't know brett Favre, so to speak in that in that scenario but now it's not going to go on and play football because they are traumatically exposed to this type of event and may not want to do this again so uh, my heart and condolences go out to the families um for having to be a part of this and grieving through all this um and to all the coaches out there continue to coach continue to, to do it for the love of whatever the particular game may be that you want to coach in but parents parents Please let the coaches coach, like I always tell them, let the coaches coach and let the officials officiate. That is a decision, coaches and officiating, that, that is the common denominator. They have that interaction. Parents, when you get home and you want to talk trash about how bad of a coach I am, that's fine, that's dandy, but we're not going to do that right now. Let me coach because I know what I'm doing or whoever it may be, but again, Parents are overstepping their boundaries in regards to what they're doing. If you wanted to coach so bad, then you should have been the coach. And that's good for me. All great points. All great points. Um, why does man got a gun at the little league game, man? I understand the whole open carries, you know, but you got why you got a gun on you around kids? Like, like that's that's the first problem. Like, and it starts right there. So. Yeah easily triggers you when you get into argument to pull the gun. Right. Then of course we you know Keith Lee, he got you know, he's had his fair share of troubles while he was a player and for him to be involved in it in some form or fashion, it like he by some videos, it like he made it started where he was he started to punch in the competition, right? And his brother was the one who then pulled the trigger. So it just man, you just hate to see it's like you hate to see it. It just Nothing ceases to amaze me. Like it just things, random things keep happening in this world, especially over here in this country. Just like, why are we killing each other in little league football games? So they just got to do better overall um, with it, with just as people, human beings. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Bro. I don't know where <laughs> where we headed in this country. Man. Like, I minds people, way people think, and just first reaction is to pull the trigger. Had a foot at a little league football game and killed dude in front of his son. 
and kill dude in front of his son, man, in uh, front of all them kids, man. Just it's wild. So we we just gotta do better. I mean, we is not us, but just cause it's a uh, whole people in this world. So uh, and like anything else. Yeah, I think one more thing that I wanted to add to is again going to back to what you just said. You know, what type of world we live in? Like the world we live in now is so backwards to where like parents are more concerned about their child getting playing time than how their child is doing, you know, or in English, social studies or in science. Like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's the reason, like part of the reason I don't go to high school games anymore. Or I don't to go to like some of these sports where kids are playing is because kid, like parents are out of pocket. Like they are yelling, screaming, caring more. And I get it. You know, you want your son to be the best basketball player, the best football player, the best baseball player, Whatever the case may be, you know, I get it. But at the same time, have that same energy with your child in the classroom. You know, I have, you know, friends that are teachers. My wife was a teacher at one point. And to see how parents care about their child's grades and, you know, if the child to school versus how much playing time is my child getting or how much, you know, how much clock is my child getting. Like, it's so backwards. So I hope at some point, again, that, you know, parents, you know, focus on things that actually you know, focus on your child doing well in the classroom versus how much time they're getting on the field. Well, you know where that comes from, right? It's, it's either one or the other. It's either one, this is my ticket to a better life because they're so tunnel vision. All they see is the best way of a life of, of a, lux- a luxurious life for that matter is being a pro athlete. So they either see it as that if you're the single, if you're the mother from the mother's point of view or from the father's point of view, you're trying to live your dreams through your child because for some reason you weren't good enough to become a professional athlete in that sport that you're trying to push your child to do. And when all of that gets mixed in, that that's a recipe for a disaster. And uh, to your point, that's another reason why I don't, um, I don't go to the high school games either because parents really do be out of pocket. And uh, I commend my cousin every single day for even taking on the challenge to coach football at my old high school. So, uh, but yeah, it's crazy out here. That is true, Ryan. Everybody ain't Lavardo. That's the problem. Yep. But like I said, man, just such a situation around, man. Prayers to everyone involved. Uh, I think he's already arrested. Uh, he had a unique name. I forgot his, uh, what the key to lead brother name was. I'm not in front of my computer right now. But, uh, yeah, man, prayers to everyone involved in this situation. But moving forward, back to the actual NFL talk on the field, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Uh, they settled, NFL, PA, and NFL settled on the suspension of 11 games and a $5 million fine. So now that we have the update, the actual final nail, the coffee, the actual punishment form. What are your thoughts now after the official punishment? Uh, two thoughts when it comes to this. Well, I guess three to answer your question, Sharky. Um, I guess I'm ex- almost excited. I guess I'm more, I'm not sure what's the word I'm looking for, but it's, I guess I'm more happy to see that, you know, the, the NFL did punish him and give him additional games more than the six that was originally given to him. Uh, I don't like how the league went about that per se. Of they anointed, they appointed someone to handle this case that I believe was a black woman 
and she essentially went off the guidelines in which you know they perform under this you know this this ruling before they give her that they she gives him the six games and then they come back and say oh well you know let's add five more on top of it um, so I don't like how they essentially belittled her. That's how it comes off to me. It's essentially like they, they belittled her and made her seem as if like she didn't know what she was talking about. I don't like that. So there's that. Um, secondly, the NFL knows exactly what they're doing. Um, in terms of you give him five games, cool, big. That's fine. You give him additional five games. But then the very first game that he gets back is against the Houston Texans. Come on now. Like, <laughs> that's my, the, the, the league – is is so evil. It's not your turn. It's not your turn, Miss Eva. Um, the league knows exactly what they're doing. To, to they want ratings. They want to you know people to view or to watch as many football games as as many Cleveland Brown games or to see Deshaun Watson play as much as uh, if their purpose was to make make him learn a lesson, then give either give him the entire season. Or give him an additional game to rely now when he's his first game back. It's not against the Houston Texans. I think they should have gone about that a, a different way. Um, but thirdly, my my I still have an issue with Deshaun Watson in terms of his lack of accountability when it comes to all of this. Um, he keeps saying that he's innocent and he did no wrong, he did nothing wrong, which is you know, if that's what you want to believe, then that's fine. But then why are you going to rehab? If you're going to rehab, then you're saying to yourself, I did something wrong or there's something with, within me that I could be better in or there's a headspace that I should not be in. And for you to take yourself to rehab for this particular situation, but then come out and, you know, say to reporters and say it to fans that, you know, I did nothing wrong or, you know, I'm completely innocent in this in this particular situation. I have an issue with that. And in my opinion, I'm not two sides in that when it comes to that. So that's the, th- the, the big uh, the three things. But. I would hope to say at some point that Deshaun Watson can say, you know, maybe things didn't seem right or, you know, with all the things didn't come out to see that I was innocent all this and maybe there that I can do better. But he has to, in my opinion, take accountability for it. Public relations one-on-one, my friend. That's all that is. PR one-on-one. Um I would say that I'm relieved. I'm relieved that this this whole thing has finally been resolved officially. Uh, I said two weeks ago on the show uh, that the NFL did that whole situation where appointing the judge, um, thinking she was going to do the right thing as a PR move to say, hey, we care about women. We have this woman judge who's going to obviously she's a woman and has a way against how Deshaun Watson's behavior is, is going on. So, of course, she's going to throw the book at him. And then she totally flipped the script on the NFL and say, no, I'm just going to go by your guidelines of what you have in the personal conduct policy. And based on the personal conduct policy, this act warrants six games. And, of course, we didn't like it as fans. Obviously, the NFL didn't like it because they thought that she was going to throw the book at them, which obviously she didn't. She essentially held the mirror to the NFL and said, this is your problem. You deal with it. And the NFL is petty, and I, I just can't help but laugh at it. The fact that they gave him 11 games right on the button, and his first game back is going to be in Houston just so we can watch a game between the Browns and the Texans, a game at this point in the season that you might not even care about because at this point the Texans are not going to be good this year, and who knows where the Browns are going to be uh, by the time Deshaun Watson returns. We'll get to that when we talk about the AFC North. But – 
in the end, man, I'm just relieved that this is over. Um, and to Deshaun Watson's point, again, that's all PR. Just yeah, he maintains his innocence, but him coming out and saying that he's going to rehab for a potential problem that he has, which again, that's just him just playing to the to the media, playing to the fans to let folks know, like, hey, I may be innocent in all this, but I do have some issues that I need to work on, so I'm going to try to work on them. But I'm I agree with Skyler. If you're if you're innocent and maintain that innocence, like you don't have to come out and try to play to the fans, play to the crowd. It's exactly right. He's flip flopping. So, but it is what it is. It, it, of course, ultimately he's just trying to get back on the field. But in the end, I'm just happy it's over. And um, again, we'll get to the AFC North when we get there. Um, I want to touch upon kind of what Sharky said a little bit earlier about um, a man having a gun uh, on the field. And I want to, I'm going to bring this full circle, right? That that happened in Texas. All these happened really with the Texans, right? Texas, ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know, feels like it's its own country, can do whatever the hell they want to do. Um, and I say that to say, I looked at the laws in regards to sexual assault. Um, if you have a sexual assault case, the minimum is two years per case and, and up to 20 years. But this is a settlement. Settlement means that there's some guilt on whatever party. And so you're not keep being accountable for what you did. There's a settlement, which means because if you were fully innocent, if you believed wholeheartedly that you were innocent of everything, there is no settlement. You're going to continue to fight because you believe you were right, because you did nothing wrong. But when you settle on a case, that means that you are somewhere you are guilty of what you're being charged for. Whether that is one, two or 20, there is guilt somewhere. And based upon the laws that are in Texas, because he was with the Texans during this time, he should be serving at least two years despite who he is as a person the law does not say oh because you're rich you know you don't have to do two years you can just do 11 weeks 11 weeks of not playing your sport of not being paid for those 11 weeks and the browns were smart they only paid him a million dollars anyway so he's not really missing money he's giving five million dollars up man's got 200 plus million guaranteed the winner in all of this is deshaun watson the loser in all of this is women. I have a daughter. Skyler has a daughter. We have wives. I'll be damned if you were to tell me that my wife or my daughter was sexually assaulted by someone and the court, two different courts, stated, oh, well, six weeks will be fine or 11 weeks will be fine. Are you kidding me? No, that's not okay. And I hate that, to Sharky's point, the way America is set up and built, that when you're a high-profile person, you receive less of sanctions or, or what have you, or things that you can take care of easily. Let it be one of us and on trial for this. Ain't no slap on the wrist and say, oh, don't go to work for 11 weeks and, and then go back on the 12th week. What? No. The book is being thrown. At least two. Two is the minimum. And so, no, I'm again, I'm not okay with what happened. 
I'm definitely not okay with that. And it just goes to show that we lack America and more importantly, the NFL lacks intentionality when it comes to women. You want more viewership. You want more all of this. You can really get something more from women by this besides just waiting until October to put some fucking pink on uh, the fucking cleats and socks and think that you're doing something for women. So I, I don't like everything. I apologize. I went on a little bit of rant of a tangent, but I, I don't I don't like this. And I hope I hope again, Deshaun Watson won, women lost, and the NFL protects itself and gets what they want, which you guys already mentioned. They get to see at least one game of the Texans mean something um, in this 18-game season. Man, let that chopper sing, she do. You good. <laughs> let that chopper sing. You good. Yep, yep, man. Uh, we got time here from They don't want to pull up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to what's good. <laughs> yeah, God, it's trying to pull up. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's speaking, man, bro. Uh, honestly, you know, right now I'm tired of talking about the situation. Be honest with you, it's like repeating ourselves, but now, okay, it's official. Uh, NFL proved to do NFL type of things uh, in the end again. Uh, so you're gonna see Deshaun versus Houston, Texas, in what week 12? Yeah, NFL doing NFL things. Uh, the whole thing with Deshaun, like I said last week, uh, you know, none of us know exactly what went on, but there was a lot of women, so that means something did happen. Uh, I guess speaking back to Ryan's point about him and his flip flopping, I understand that. With the whole, you know, if you're innocent, just keep rolling with it. But also, it, it's a chance that he kept rolling with it. He would have been like Kaepernick and not playing no more. So I can see why he was like, hey, I want to play football again. I'm finna just go ahead and settle some stuff and uh, do what I need to do to get back on the field. So I kind of understand both sides of the art on that segue. But uh, in the end, he got 11 games. He was going to play again because he didn't go to jail. So that, I mean, that was already back in March. He didn't get the criminal charges. So um, I say um, women, I understand, I guess they need to something I'm afraid to speak out when things happen because they feel like they get, you know, overlooked or stuff don't go their way. But waiting doesn't help either. And this is a prime situation of this had been going on for a while. So that's why it is a he say, she say thing because they did wait to say something. Then after one person says something, then 24 say something, right? Like y'all, yeah. So you tell me about all the women, nobody said anything from the beginning. Like y'all need to somebody women need to I like to understand why, but I think women will have to go ahead and start speaking out earlier to help uh aid in this. Uh even if it doesn't go their way, hopefully like in the future, you know, going forward, they start coming out more sooner because when you do wait, they probably they get away with it way more if you wait. Then, if you come out in the uh, initial process, so anybody else got anything else? Uh, hold it. Well, guess who's coming to the stream? Look at that. Um, <laughs> as, we get, as we get ready, um, I will say to push back on what you said, Sharky, just a little bit. I definitely hear you and check when it comes to when speaking out earlier, but I think it still then falls on 
you know, these different leagues, these different, you know, people that are supposed to hold these players and policy responsible. Part of the reason why I mean, don't say anything earlier is because they just know at some point what, you know, what I, what happened with this person is probably not going to be. Nobody's going to believe me. <clears throat> so maybe if I wait to, you know, you know, five more people to say something, 10 more people to say something, then my voice will be heard. Um, I still think that, you know, that's part of uh, as a society. We have to hold these players and these people responsible for what they're doing. Uh, so, again, Shark, I definitely hear everything that you said again, check. But it's it's a matter of, you know, if I say, you know, did this did me and it made me feel this certain type of way, is anybody going to believe me? Is anybody going to hear yeah. what I'm saying? And so because, again, depending on who it is, that's just probably going to be no, then that's why there's there's a bit of a delay. Yeah. And you know the sad part about all this is this game is going to be the primetime first game of the day on CBS that week, which is sad. I, I, I checked the schedule. Uh, normally the Titans play on CBS here in Memphis, but they'll be on Fox playing against the Eagles that week. So this this is going to be this is going to be sad. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and if to be honest, and I'll let two go after that, and to be honest, if if there wants to be a stand taken, then no one should watch that game. If you don't believe in it, I personally won't watch the game and I personally won't support um what the Browns do um until Deshaun Watson is not with them because I just don't agree with how the situation is handled. But I never was a Browns fan anyway, so it don't even matter. All right, Toot, you got anything? Nah, man, I, I actually heard y'all whole conversation and y'all hit everything on the head. Um, not too much to say. Uh, of course, 11 games, $5 million. I mean, it's, it's, it's about the no fun league saving face at this point. I mean, we, we, we know that's what it's about, um, especially with their fan base being literally have women have men. You got to make sure that you do more than give them a slap on the wrist, right? Like if, if the judge said we're going to give them six, okay, we're going to double it. You know, 11 games, of course, I know my math, whatever, but we're going to double it just to make sure everybody happy, you know, and everybody's satisfied. But the fact that he's coming against the Texans, you know, Houston is we, we living in a matrix at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. Just, hey, if y'all in Cleveland, man, make sure y'all pull up to the National Massage Therapy Convention. You know what I'm saying? So you can learn a whole bunch of new things. You know, y'all married, man, so y'all may be, be able to give mas- uh, massages a little better. You know, hey, happy happy wife, happy life is what I'm being told. So it is Tell you about these folks. <laughs> Tell you about these folks, man. I swear. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I did want to ask you a question because you was, I guess, when the whole stuff came out, you was like the one person who was like, kind of like, you didn't believe Deshaun did it, did anything. Uh, you thought Texas set him up. How do you feel in that realm now after everything just went down? I think if he was innocent, um, of course, you got to fight it. But the fact that I missed last season, the fact that I'm going to miss 12 games this season, which could be more if I continue to fight it. At this point, I think Deshaun just say, you know what, just get me out there. Let's start playing some football. And the fact that I'm going against Houston my first game, you know, it, it kind of hit different. Um, of course, I did think that Deshaun, Deshaun didn't do I think it was a lot going on. And I still think where are the penalties for the Texans? 
we don't like we gotta penalize them because they knew about this. Ain't no and ain't no way in hell he done did this to twenty third. How many girls that came allegations or whatever? Ain't no way in hell they known about all this and it all came at one time. They know about this shit, so I need some kind of penalty for the Texans as well. Otherwise, it's just uh, you know the NFL making you know putting a black man out there on a pedestal yet again as you know the evil man. But it is what it is. They're they're probably on the course to be the worst team in the NFL this year. If you really care about the NFL, don't even give them the first pick. Exactly. I was just about to say that you don't, don't even they, give them, they're don't the, give them the first pick. The NFL and they're gonna tank for the first pick, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna do top two pick. The NFL need to take those away. You know, I, so I would take away. Their, I would take away their first round pick as a start. But you know, the, the Texans knew. The Texans yeah. knew. But I'm pretty sure they buddy buddy with Roger Goodell anyway. So I mean. <laughs> I mean, the owners, the owners are the ones that employ him. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what it is. Mm-mm. I, I mean, said the penalty for them is they suck. <laughs> Take their first pick, have, like we said. Right, that, that, yeah, so, that was Bill O'Brien's fault that they've been sucking yeah, like that, this. That's a whole other whole conversation. Right. So finally, get the risk debt whole ordeal out. So. Uh, before we move forward, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor. Let's Be Real Media is pleased to announce we are sponsored by Ralph Brand. Ralph culture is surrounded by skates, punk, and hip-hop art. We are looking forward to co-designing materials for this journey with them. Please visit RalphBrand.com for purchasing merch now and for future collaborations with Let's Be Real Media. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Scala, Trail, are y'all ready? Y'all Pittsburgh Steelers season preview outlook. I'm ready. Shall I I'm start ready now? Now that the season ain't started, we ain't played a game yet. <laughs> I think we can go to the Super Bowl, but we'll see after the first game. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I'll start this off. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming off another 500 season last season in which somehow some way they got into the playoffs um again thank you to the los angeles Chargers for that um and of course we we showed ourselves as to why we shouldn't have been in the playoffs by getting destroyed by kansas city uh we are now in the post ben roethlisberger era of the pittsburgh steelers praise the lord because ben roethlisberger has been terrible for Honestly, the past three to four seasons, if we really want to be frank about it, um, the Steelers in the draft did get their guy, uh, their next guy in in training in Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Um, they did make some moves in the offseason to try to beef up the defense as well as the offensive line. Uh, they were able to, sn- to snag Miles Jack in free agency, uh, which I felt was a, a good move for the Steelers. Um Resigning Minka Fitzpatrick as well uh, was also key for the Steelers as well. Of course, we're entering the deal, uh, TJ Watt's new deal that he signed uh, last season as well. Um, we signed Mitchell Trubisky uh, as our interim quarterback because we know Kenny Pick is the guy, but he may or may not be ready uh, just yet for the NFL. So it'll be exciting to see what Mitchell Trubisky brings as the starter. Uh, of course, we still have Mason Rudolph, uh, which I'm hearing is being shopped at this point because he's going to be uh, shopped out at this point because 
he's a career backup. Let's just be honest. He's a career backup quarterback. Um, I feel the Steelers are asking for too much because they're asking for at least a at the least a third rounder for uh, Mason Rudolph, but that's a little high. That's neither here or there. Um, I think the Steelers team uh, going into the season is going to be really competitive. Uh, again, we'll get to the rankings of the AFC North when we get to that. Uh, the Steelers are going to be highly competitive. Uh, I don't think they'll be a fringe playoff team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow got in. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of Najee Harris um, in the offense, and I think having Mitchell Trubisky at the quarterback, having someone that's a little bit more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger uh, will probably work some ways uh, for us as well. And to be honest, we we have a under. I, I'm going to go on the limb and say we have the most underrated receiving core in the NFL right now. Um, Head off by Deontay Johnson, who just got his deal. Uh, Chase Claypool, whenever he decides to play and stop talking, he's formidable as well. George Pickens, Jesus Christ, I can't remember if he's dropped the pass since training camp. Let's just be <laughs> George Pickens is a dog out of Georgia. Uh, Pat Fryer move our tight end is actually formidable as well. Um, I see the Steelers being very, very competitive. Uh, they have their schedule, first half of the schedule is fortunate. And um, I'll kick it over to Skyler and let him add anything, and then I'll touch on that schedule. Uh, Trevor, you pretty much touched everything. Um, Steelers' offseason was interesting, um, led off by the news of Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think anybody, but anyone else saw that. Um, but definitely understand that, you know, why they went after him, definitely the bridge quarterback. You kind of knew that they were going um, with quarterback in the draft, whether that was Kenny Pickett. Or Malik Willis in the draft, as you mentioned already, they went with Kenny Pickett, um, who, you know, take it for what it's worth. I know it's training camp and I know it's preseason, but had a pretty good training camp, had a pretty good uh, first game um, in the preseason, led the Steelers to um, a game winning touchdown drive at the end of the game. Um, so that went well. Um, there was also uh, the signing of Miles Jack from Jacksonville um, to uh, essentially help Devin Bush, who has not. Uh, been uh, a bright spot for the for the Steelers at the linebacking position. Uh, cornerback Yadin is still one of those positions that we have circled, that we have questioned um, in years past, and it's still, in my opinion, they didn't they didn't do much to address it. Um, so that still gives me a bit of a concern. Offensive line is a still a bit of concern, probably not as much as it was last year. Um, but then, you know, the biggest question right now is quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in, in today's league, then you, in my opinion, you do you do not have a football team. You do not have a playoff um, NFL team. So there's that. Uh, so we shall see. Um, again, I'm still in the back of my mind, still questioning Mike Tomlin, not in the regular season, not what he can do as a coach in the regular season, but what he can do when it comes to the postseason. Definitely, again, I hear everything when it comes to, um, you know, he has not had a losing record or a losing season since he's been. Um, he makes do with what he does, with what he has at disposal. Again, get it, check. But when it comes to the postseason, yet again, as you mentioned, Trevor, the Steelers got absolutely blown out. I'm not concerned. I'm not worried about losses um, in the playoffs. It happens. But when you're losing by 30 and 40 points and you're giving up 40 and 50 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and whomever else we've lost to in the past years, that's my concern. That's my issue. If you're going to be held as a top or a top 10 coach in the league, then you cannot continue to get blown out in, in, in postseason games. That's how I feel. Take it however you want to take it. 
Um, but we should see. We'll get into the AFC North rankings here in a second. But as of right now, again, I'm not going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers can make the playoffs, but I'm very interested and at least excited to know that, one, there's no Ben Roethlisberger, thank God. Um, so we shall see what the defense looks like, and we shall see what the offense looks like, um, especially with George Pickett, Kenny Pickett, um, potentially getting time here in the uh, within in the early parts of the season. All right, time for questions. Uh, I guess I'll start first. Um, I heard Trevor, you was mentioning a lot about Mitchell Trubisky. I walk around, uh, as y'all know, I'm still working, just moving to the new house. But who do y'all, is Mitchell Trubisky expected to be the starting quarterback, or is it truly a competition between him, Mason Rudolph, and uh, Kenny Piggy? Uh, so far in training camp in the preseason, it was a three-guy battle for um, for the starting quarterback spot. Um Mason Rudolph is the odd man out because Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett have looked good, respectively, since they've been on the field uh, these first couple of games. Uh, we'll know more about Kenny Pickett today as he'll be starting for the Steelers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll be uh, able to get some more insight on him. But I believe if you were to ask me right now who will be the week one starter, it'll probably be Mitchell Trubisky. Um and I think him getting a fresh start in a new offense with not dealing with Matt Nagy, uh, I'm not saying it's going to help tremendously for us, but I think just him having that fresh start could work somewhat. But I do believe if you would ask me right now, week one, who would start, it'll be Mr. Trubisky. Yeah, for y'all first yeah, preseason game. My bad, Scott. Okay, yeah, I'll see. I think it'll be Mr. Trubisky unless – it absolutely balls out the next season. Um, I think it'll be Metro Biscuit to start unless Kenny Pickett absolutely out of, out of the water the next the last uh couple weeks of preseason, um, and, you know, and practice as well. too. Um, uh, I think they signed Mr. Trubisky with the thought or the understanding that um, it may take Kenny Pickett a while or Mr. Trubisky or at least could be. Running the you know the helms of the, the of the first string the first string offense uh, parts of the, the beginning of the season, but if Kenny Pickett again can do what he did last week against number ones and number twos, then I think we'll still see Mitchell Trubisky week one, but we could probably see Kenny Pickett week four, week five, depending on what the schedule like what things look like, what the energy is like around Kenny Pickett as well. Yeah, that first preseason game, and I know I think it was like third. He came in the second half, Kenny Pickett, and like third stringers. But you could kind of yeah. tell when a quarterback has it, like, yeah, <laughs> it won't be long before he started, in my opinion, from just, yeah, just hey, that. Two, 12 or 15, 95 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. Um, I think he had a run in practice. I know it was practice is practice, had a run in practice with the second stringers where he was 15 to 15 before eventually throwing an interception. So, it is something there with Kenny Pickett. Now, whether or not he's ready, that remains to be seen. So this is questions, right? I just want to yeah. make sure. Okay. So I heard a I heard something was mentioned um about the receiving core. Um, so my question to you is where do you rank this receiving core? And you don't have to be like number seven. So is it like a one through ten? Is it eleven through twenty? Is or is it 21 through 30? Like, where do you, if you could put it like in between five, right? Where would you rank your receiving core? 
I would put it in that 11 to 20 range um, as of right now. I mean, I'm not saying it's one of the best in the league, uh, so I can't put it in the top 10. But I, I really do believe that this receiving core it is formidable. Like we see, I know what Deontay Johnson can do when he catches the ball because God knows he has too many drops for my for my liking. Uh, we know what Chase Claypool can do. We saw what he he had a terrible sophomore season, but we know something's there just by what he did in his rookie campaign. We got glimpses of George Pickens, who is a straight up dog. And then I didn't even mention Calvin Austin the third, who's who's getting to run. So with Memphis and Anthony Miller would have been something, but unfortunately for Anthony Miller, he's going to be out. He's going to miss some time as well. Um, so if I were to rank the Steelers receiving core right now, it will be in that eleven to twenty range, probably the sub half of that between fifteen and twenty. But I do think it is it's underrated. Got and to to add on to that question as well. Is this the best receiving core in the division? In the AFC North, I like disrespectful. No, I wouldn't say that. No, they're clear. They're clear to. They're clear to go to the Cincinnati Bengals right now. That, that's clear. To, that's not even a question. Yeah, that's arguably the best receiving core in the league. Boy, yeah, that's why I say out here. That's why I say that question. The Steelers is, is, is <laughs> underrated, but comparing. Comparing it to the, the Bengals is, is not even a question. It's, it's obviously the Cincinnati Bengals. Cool. Actually, right, was my more questions? Um, she kind of asked it, but I just want to know, like, how confident y'all were. I guess Scott will come back. But just, like, how confident are you in your receiving court, I guess, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, to get the job done? Just to you know, you say you y'all want a five hundred record. Do y'all actually trust your wide receiver core um, to to get the job done? Scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten, I would actually go with seven. Um, I because I, again, I honestly believe, I believe Chase Claypool will have a bounce back year if he's still on the team. Because of course, there's rumors going around. Also. With him being in uh trade talk as well to look to possibly acquire Roquan Smith from the Bears, but I don't know how true those are or not. But uh I expect Chase Claypool to have a bounce back year. George Pickens, I I've seen enough of him in training camp and preseason to know he's gonna be formidable. Again, Deontay Johnson, he got his money now. Now he's gotta prove it on the field. As long as he's not dropping passes, he he's gonna be okay. And Interested to see if Calvin Austin does get on the field, what he can do. I'm pretty sure he can make something happen because we saw what he did at Memphis. And I guess with Matt Canada now being able to have a little bit more free reign in the offense now that Ben is gone, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he's utilized. And the same thing with Anthony Miller once he gets back healthy, if he's able to uh, get some reps as well. So uh, scale of 1 to 10, I'll go a 7. I, I, that's probably as high as I can go. And of course, it's like a coincidence me wearing the I'm so glad. Shout out to U of M. Y'all got both, you know, U of M Tigers and Calvin Austin and Anthony Miller. Uh, yeah. Do you expect both of those players to make the team, the, um, the the final cuts? I think they're both on the roster now. I have to check. I know Anthony Miller is, uh, but he's definitely is he's out right now. He's going to miss some time with an injury. Um, I do expect Calvin Austin to possibly make the last roster because outside of Pickens. Claypool and Johnson. I'm not sure who else we have right now. I got to check the roster. And then, of course, we got Pat Fryer move our tight end, who's a stud as well. 
Uh, so I, I fully expect Calvin Austin to be on the roster in some capacity, whether it's uh, in special packages on offense or special teams. I expect Calvin Austin to be on this roster. Shout out to for taking my question, man, about uh, Anthony Miller. So it's good to know <laughs> he's going to make it. Yeah. I think Ryan had a question too, and he asked, Will the Steelers keep three? Yeah, players? I was about to go to the other one. Yeah. Uh, yep. I do think yeah, the Steelers. That was one of my next questions too. Yeah. I think the Steelers will um, at some point keep three quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph just will not be one of them. Because um, I think finally the Steelers are seeing what we've seen for the past couple of years like we're in year five and you're still losing out to Mr. Trubisky you couldn't you couldn't beat the Lions uh let's just be honest who were the worst team in the NFL last season on a regular game you eventually ended up tying with them um we saw you a couple of years seasons ago when Ben was out for the whole season you lost your job to the duck who essentially had a better season than you and um, so uh, I do expect Mason Rudolph to be uh, moved at some point. Again, like I mentioned earlier, the Steelers are asking for a third rounder, which I think is a pretty steep. What? Yeah, that, that's pretty steep. <laughs> for I, I honestly would the the highest I would ask was probably been a fourth between a fourth and the sixth, but the fifth is is the is is a nice little 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 middle ground. I like I like for a fifth, but a third that's just kind of. That's out of the question. I think it's because of teams now that are in need of a quarterback, which is probably why they're asking for a third. Uh, I believe the Jets need a quarterback now. Now that Zach Wilson's out, um, I'm hearing Detroit is in need of a backup uh, as well for Jared Goff. Um, I can see it, but again, a third is is just too steep for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, they need a backup, Detroit. Scott, back. Why well, I wouldn't let me be great, man. That's <laughs> All right, man. But Trevor here to down. Uh, I don't know if you want to answer any questions. Do you think the uh, most recent question from Ryan? Do you think the Steelers would keep three, three, uh, three QBs? Hell no. In my opinion, they only got two anywhere. <laughs> so if they think they got a third one, they need to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh man. Now, also, last question from Tuki just asked about Anthony Miller and uh, Calvin Austin. Like, I'm pretty sure Calvin Austin make he just got drafted. Do you think Anthony Miller makes the roster? I know he's hurt right now, so he's probably gonna make it on IR regardless. But do you think he makes it if he's healthy? Um, probably not to start the season. Uh, he probably won't start the season, but I think in some form or fashion, he'll probably get on the field. Maybe if they're special teams, maybe that's a return man or uh, uh, or kickers like that. So, uh, he may not start the season um, necessarily, but I think he'll find a way for sure. Um, he has and Mike Tomlin loves speed um, at the receiver position, and we have not had a good kick returner or punt returner since Brown. <laughs> so <laughs> if nothing else, Calvin Austin. So I think they did sign somebody. Remember the name on top of my. Who's a, who's a specialist? So we'll see how he yeah, works. Yeah, I, I forgot the vision. I forgot his. Yeah, name. but I think Calvin Austin. Well, he'll find a way on the. He'll find a way on the roster for sure. Yeah. Uh, any more questions? Mine said <laughs> he was not still his fan. That's what uh Ryan said. <laughs> uh, stay in your lane, I, Ryan. Stay in your lane. 
I know somebody right. may somebody may ask this, but I'll I'll go ahead and provide it. If I can provide a win total for the Steelers, um I will go within the range between nine and eleven because they they have a reason that like I will get to it again. They have a reasonable schedule to start the season. Like the first half of the season going into their bye week is fairly easy. Hey, Trevor. Trevor, you might as well go and kick it out, dog. AOC North Virginia. <laughs> All right, go. I'll go ahead and kick it out. just All right. <laughs> So, with the AFC North, honest and truthfully, the Cincinnati Bengals should run away with the AFC North. They, on paper, they have the most complete team out of all the four teams in uh, the AFC North. But somehow, some way, things happen, and somehow, some way, Pittsburgh ends up being fortunate somehow. Uh, we all, as we all know, Joe Burrow is out right now. He just had an, uh, a picadectomy, so we don't know his status yet. We know he's uh, back on the field doing seven on seven. Uh, so who knows if he's going to be available for week one uh, against the Steelers? So um, that remains to be seen. I, I, I if the North can be open, but again, I really feel that if everybody was healthy. Cincinnati will probably run away for, with this. So um, I'm not going to say Pittsburgh will not win this division. I'm just going to be uh, honest with you. Um, I still think that Cincinnati, even though they'll probably be without Joe Burrow for some time, uh, they'll still find a way to get things clicking, whether it be uh, towards the middle of the season or towards the end. Uh, they'll find a way to get things clicking and find a way to uh, run away with this division. Um, the Cleveland Browns, obviously, we just talked about Deshaun Watson. They're going to be with, without Deshaun Watson for a majority of the season. I don't have them finishing above fourth. They're obviously going to finish in last. Um, the Ravens are very formidable, but um, fortunate for the Steelers. The Steelers don't see the Ravens until the second half of the season. Um, and for some reason, Lamar Jackson always struggles against the Steelers. Um, but I, I do think that Baltimore finishes in second and I have Pittsburgh in third. However, I honestly would not be surprised if Pittsburgh is in second or if Pittsburgh won this division. I'll, uh, I'll be with you. I'll be very, very shocked. Um, and it more so has nothing to do with the Steelers. It's more so understanding who the Ravens are, who the Cincinnati Bengals are. Um, the Ravens, when healthy, for the most part, is best, if not one of the best teams in the AFC North. Um, we saw what Cincinnati was able to do last year. And, um, you know, I think they'll have some form of a um, – granted, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but I think they'll have some form of a Super Bowl lag um, for the run that they went on last year. Um, so there's that. And if nothing else, the weak spot that that team have – Last up, that's the one area they addressed. Um, the granted, corner is still not the best for them, so there's that. Uh, but if you're talking about on the offensive side of the ball, Cincinnati is going to be one of the best teams, not in the AFC North, but in the AFC and probably the league with who they have as Joe Burrow, um, who they have a receiver and things like that. So I think if I had to pick an order um, – I think it'll be a very close race between the Ravens and the Bengals in terms of the number one spot. So I think I'll still go with the Ravens, 
because of their defense, because of Lamar Jackson. Granted, you know, I think there's two reasons as to why um, Lamar Jackson has not developed as a passing quarterback. I think that's half of Lamar Jackson. I think that's also half of Baltimore. But I think their defense will be top um, top notch or very hurt in the secondary last year, which is why their defense was so bad. Um, and so I think they'll, I don't think you can have two injury rig seasons like that in, in, so because of that, I think I'll still go Baltimore one, um, Cincinnati will be right there. They take a step back just a little bit and be there too. Steelers at three, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, uh, will be at four, um, is how I see that happening. Uh, somebody mentioned that, uh, the Baltimore is going to be clinching that season, uh, clinching that, uh, division. Early in the year, that won't happen. Uh, I don't know last time the, the eighth winner did not clinch or clinch anything earlier than like you know, week 16. That ain't happening. The, this, this division literally beats up on each other every single year, which is why we end up, we a lot of times have sometimes two or maybe even three teams in the. In that, the that, la- that last game for the Ravens of the season is against Cincinnati. And I yeah. guarantee you that will be for the AFC North. Yeah, it'll come down to the last week. If yeah, it'll yeah. definitely come down to the last week of the season for yeah. the for this winner. Yeah. You, you want to go too, or you want me to go? You got it. All right. We, let's go ahead and start with the bottom of the of the barrel, fellas. The Browns, Pitts, number four. We're not even going to discuss them anymore. Don't need any more talk time on here. I know it's going to be a consensus, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again. The Cleveland Browns will be the worst team in this division. Now, I I think Skyler said that, you know, Cincinnati took care of their maybe necessarily their number one concern was the offensive line. Um, and, you know, this is a team that was one, one great Aaron Donald play away from turning around that Super Bowl. Um, you know, as you look at back at that. So I – and they reloaded, right? And, um, you know, they're not – Eli Apple's not the best corner. I know. Um, he's not at all. Um, Apple sauce, if you want to, if you're nasty. But, you know, he's back with the team. Um, I, I still got sense he winning this division. Um, now, second and third, I believe, is more of the Pittsburgh um, and Baltimore conversation. And to your point, um, Trevor, you talked about Pittsburgh starting – you got at Cincy, Pats, Browns, Jets, Bills, Bucks, first six games. And I mean, you got to beat the Jets. That's a given. Um, but I think, you know, entertaining the Bucks, going to Buffalo um, is going to be difficult. Um, at Browns, I think the Pats are a little bit different than what we perceive. Um, and then at the end, right? So both Baltimore and Pittsburgh, pretty stellar at the end. They both played there twice. Baltimore's got the Broncos at Cleveland, Atlanta, at Cincy. I don't think that game at the end of the season will be for the division. I think that will be for seeding purposes in regards to is Cincy going to be one or two and is Baltimore going to make the playoffs? Um, And I think Baltimore will have more to play for in that game than Cincinnati. Um, And then Pittsburgh, I can't remember y'all's last game, but, I mean, y'all play the Falcons, who, again, is the class at the bottom of their division, too. Last game is – I'll be there. I'll be there. That name is against uh, the Browns. In against the Browns, yeah, and and the Browns will be doing nothing but clearing out the stands 
um, for y'all to win that game. So that doesn't even make sense there either. So y'all, that's an easy win. So I think it's going to come down to the end of the season for both teams, last six games in particular. Um, I just believe in, in Baltimore a little bit more. I think I talked about it already. The quarter, There's not a quarterback controversy in Baltimore. Um, once they get take care of Lamar, Lamar is going to be that guy. Um, and then I think their defense, I've said this multiple times, they don't have to have studs in Baltimore. It's the scheme of Baltimore scheme. Yep. that continues to be there. And last time I checked, their defense coordinator is still there. Mm-hmm. And they plug and chug and they do what they got to do. Um, and so I got Baltimore two um, and Pittsburgh three. Um, and then again, I'm not speaking about the other team in the bottom. Yeah. My bad, my bad. All right. So uh, for my rankings, I'm um, agreeing with Ryan literally with everything. I got the Ravens first, uh, Bengals second, Steelers third, and the Browns fourth. Um, I think we think about the Ravens, you know, that um, Lamar Jackson is playing, you know, for a contract. So I expect them to have a great season as well. Um, we talk about their defense. Their defense did get uh, it did get better. Uh, signing Kyle Fuller, uh, Marcus Williams, um, also using the first uh, their first round pick to draft Kyle Hamilton, who was the first safety chosen. Um, so apparently they liked him with that. They also got better uh, with the offensive line. So when you talk about you know what I'm saying the, the Baltimore Ravens getting better on offensive line, protecting Lamar Jackson to have a great season, which I'm expecting him to have. Cause he's he's expecting to be paid, right? Um, I don't expect them to finish early, uh, to clinch the division early. However, I don't think that it'll be. I think I think they'll win the division by probably three games. It all depends on when when my guy Joe Shiesty comes back. Um, and but I don't believe for one, I don't believe in players coming back off an of injury into the season. I'm never I'm never a believer in that. I could be wrong, but if you come into the season unhealthy, you're gonna end the season unhealthy. That's always how I felt. Uh, number two, the uh, the Super Bowl setback, it it it, it always happened, um, especially with me watching my Panthers go from up here to down here, and everybody else. You know, we got the Eagles that did from up here to down here. We got the Cowboys who, you know, from you know, I ain't got to talk about that. We ain't talking about that right now. But the Super Bowl curse is actually real. Um, but I don't expect them to fall too bad because they still, from top to bottom, on paper, got one of the most talented uh, teams um, on paper, and they did get better. So. Um, I got the number two. Uh, like I said, number three, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and, of course, the Browns, <laughs> Doodoo Brown, we ain't got to talk too much about them anymore. So, yeah. All right. Yep. yep. Uh, go to the comments. Ryan said you got the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. I got I Am Him, uh, a.k.a. Tyler McGurk. I, uh, I got, man. Shout out, out Tyler, man. What's good? Yeah, Ravens clinching this division early December. Like I think Skylar already repeated that. Like, I mean, here's the thing though, because the Ravens did start off eight and three last season, and then literally, if you talk about a team that went through injury hell, they end up losing the rest of these games. So I mean, it could happen. You know, it could be it could happen. Yeah. I know early December. That's that's like four weeks left in the season, dog. Yeah, <laughs> not that division. Um, like I said, that division. Uh- yeah, I was about to say, I know a team that, that quits after in December. I'm not going to say any names, but it's my team. <laughs> but, um, you know, the AOC West, you know, we're talking about a tough division. This division is just as tough. Um, well, count, if Deshaun Watson played the full season, it would be putting him on playing five games. That's uh, <laughs> so kind of hilarious. But, you know, they're number four. I know Jacoby Prisette, he ain't just horrible. And the Browns, who got a good enough team where he could be, you know, okay. But, Compared to the rest of the division, nah. 
the Steelers, because of, you know, Mitch Trubisky, like I said, we'll see this new situation. He might be better at Chicago. I'm going to be honest. They, they, you know, they do well being around him. They kind of do the same thing just the field right now. So maybe he made it just in a bad situation. Maybe he lost the confidence. Maybe he yeah. needs a regain to be had uh, as a backup behind uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. So who knows? And if he's not it, you got Kenny Pickett. He might come out there and, uh, you know, play yeah. out. So uh, the Steelers, one thing we know about them, Mike Tomlin, kind of like the Titans, we've had six straight winning seasons. The Steelers, uh, when the last time I had a losing season? The last time the Steelers had a losing season was 2003, and that was the year before we drafted Ben Roethlisberger. So we're coming up on 20 years since we had a losing season. Is this the year y'all first year we got Hey, all good things must come to an end. So, hey, if it happens, I wouldn't be surprised. I just know right now our over the over under wins right now is at seven and a half. So I'm putting a hundred on there for over because I know Pittsburgh can win. Pittsburgh can win nine games with this schedule. Uh, they can win nine games. I think over two. I think Mike Tomlin he's proving it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I'm thinking about. Eight to nine wins uh, for y'all. So I do have y'all third in the division with that. Yeah, and like with potential, like I think you said, even as much as eleven. Uh, the Steelers last year they posted be nowhere near no playoffs. And somehow got in the mud and had to win the season. That one year, y'all started up 0 and 4 a couple of years ago, and somehow you're in the season 8 and 8 and almost got to the playoffs. If somebody, y'all find kind of like, like I said, the Titans do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very similar in that mode. Um, yeah. seems like everybody's on the same alignment. Um, I do have the Bengals, Bengals are able to tough, and like Soup said, it was what it was, what it was. The Ravens had a lot of injuries last year. They lost all their running backs. You know, Marcus Fields got hurt. Uh, he got towards ACL. Uh, Marlon Humphreys got hurt. Then Lamar Jackson got hurt. They were number one in AFC, period, at eight and three when he got hurt. And they lost the rest of the game. And they lost four of those games. They lost four of those games of their last six games by one point. How you lose four out of your last six games by one point? Because the, the back of the town hunting teams weren't even that bad. It's just they literally lost eight was right there. So it's tough. But the Bengals did improve their one huge weakness, and that was the offensive line. They went and got three of them, uh, three decent linemen from I think one for the Bucks, one for the Packers. I can't think of, uh, I can't think of their names either right now. The uh, line would be hard. They got Collins from Cowboys. No Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yes sir, Larry Collins. So yeah, there. Give me the Bengals at first. I know Eli Apple is still there at corner. Uh, somebody's gonna have weakness somewhere on every team, right? <laughs> but that defense kind of got them to this Super Bowl. You know, I said that last year, everybody's raving about the offense. They only scored like 20. They beat up, they scored 19. They scored, I think, they beat the Chiefs, they scored 27, right? They didn't have to score 40 points to beat anybody. They defense had picks. They picked, they picked Kevin Holmes all twice, picked Brian Tennant all three times, picked Derek Carl from the last suggestion in the red zone of the game. So the defense kind of pulled them through uh, to get them there. Uh, did they take Jesse Bates, or was he still holding out? Did they ever get that resolved, or what happened with that situation? Did anybody know? I forgot about that one. So, depending on what happens with that, I'm pretty sure I ain't seen a player just hold out well. Never mind, without Le'Veon Bell. I haven't seen a player outside Le'Veon Bell just hold out a whole season, right? <laughs> Not many. So, uh, you see I, where he ended up. So, <laughs> right. With Jesse Bates back, unless he gets traded, uh, of course, but. Give me the I take the Bengals first. It's gonna be the Ravens. It's gonna come out to like last game of the season. Them and the Ravens. Uh Lamar Jackson gotta stay healthy the full season. Last year was the first year he really just got hurt. Uh, like that. It had to be significant time. But and their defense is pretty uh solid. 
their receiving core, I mean, they traded Hollywood Brown wasn't just all the good number one option. They traded him. So Rashad Bateman has a big year coming up for him. Uh, they lost Sammy Watkins. I know he stayed here all the time anyway, but I don't know outside of Rashad Bateman, that's if he's capable of being number one. Who else do they got uh, that I can just think of? I know they got Mark Andrews and tight end, of course, but they do yeah. you know, they beat off their running game. So there, it's going to be between them and the Bengals. I just don't take, I take the Bengals um, barely, but it wouldn't shock me if Baltimore went in the division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, Ryan had another coming. John Harbaugh wasn't a dumbass going for two India L troops. Won those games against the Steelers. Thank you again, John Harbaugh. I remember the game. But thank you, Ryan. Hey, you know, hey, you probably believe, man, this folks gonna win overtime, man. You know, <laughs> uh, back up, they had back up all over the field, so I can I can kind of understand. <laughs> Go ahead, get this done. Let's see, win or lose right here. But uh, moving forward to the AFC East, it should be uh. I mean, I think everybody's number one should be the same. But let's see if anybody wants to shock the world. Uh, which I else East? I'll start off. Uh, let's just keep it. Let's just keep it real. Uh, everybody's looking up to the Bills. J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Everybody else is looking up to the Bills. The Jets no, will who? finish. The Bills. The Bills. Everyone's looking up, as in the Bills will win this division. Um, by a landslide. I'm just. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's not gonna even be close. Uh, let's get the last place team out of the way. That'll obviously be the New York Jets with Zach Wilson out again. Jets, we on the phone. Mason Rudolph, y'all need a quarterback. Come holler at us. Um, now yeah, we got one too. Yeah, y'all can get them back. <laughs> Tell me, I'll say I'm done. Anywho, um, so with the two and three spot, um, this was actually kind of tough because I know. Miami had that nice strong uh close out to the season uh with Brian Flores at the helm and of course you know everything that happened with them. Um but really it comes down to who I favor more at quarterback, Tua or Mac Jones. And that that's really a debate there. Um but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Pats to finish in second just simply because of Bill Belichick. That's the only reason why I can really see that. And then finishing in third will be the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, you said debate. Um, I'll, I'll pick up from here. Um, like we said, Bill's class of the AFC East, um, they're playing for first or second seed um, in the AFC period. Um, Tough start to the schedule because, of course, they were, you know, divisional champs. They got to go at L.A. versus the Titans, at Miami, at Baltimore versus Pittsburgh, and at Kansas City in their first six games. But after that, this is almost a cakewalk for them. They may go eight and three after that. Um, you're talking about they may lose their last other last 11 games. They may lose in New England, Cincinnati, and Green Bay, and that's it. Besides that, you can go and give them – uh first round by possibly but definitely they're gonna be at home um and jets again i don't like to spend a lot of time on the worst team in the division so um you got the pats and dolphins the dolphins will not i repeat will not be winning seven or eight straight games again um to end the season they as a matter of fact the way they end the season at san francisco at the chargers at buffalo green bay at new england and who cares about the jets they may go two and four to end the season. 
um, to be completely honest with you. And so to me, I'm going to take the Pats at the second seed um, in the AFC East, who they end with Buffalo twice, yes, but one of those games Buffalo's not going to care about. At Arizona, at Raiders, versus Cincinnati, uh, versus Miami. I think before they get there, they'll have a good enough record that they can be three and three and two and four going, you know, through those last six games. Um, and the Pats, again, they didn't win last year because of Mac Jones. They won last year because they had Bill Belichick as their coach and had some great things happening on defense that kept them in the game. Um, and I think there was like a game to, did Mac Jones even throw a ball? Uh, or like maybe three or four passes or something like that. There wasn't that many passes. Like four, four, four passes, yeah. And then when they won the game, so um, it's not going because of Mac Jones. Um, but again, I think the Pats are second seed. Dolphins are third. Uh, I refuse to say anything else about the fourth seed. And again, the number one seed in the division, the Bills, are actually going to be playing for the number one seed in the AFC yeah. themselves. Yeah, you talk about division one that'll be up, that'll be done early December. It's this one. <laughs> and that'll be the Buffalo Bills. And then, this gotta uh, be done by week six. Let's yeah, just be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, so if nothing else, I think the the biggest conversation is, you know, who's gonna finish, you know, two through four. Um, and again, it's preseason, it's training camp, but dang it, two is missing passes to wide open people in training camp, dog. That's yeah. And that's why I said debate. We gonna debate <laughs> Mac Jones and, and Tua. I'm sorry. Talk about a duck. I'm sorry, man. I I, just, no, I, I still went with the Pats here too, obviously, but you yeah. know. Yeah, I totally feel you on that one. So I think uh I'll go with the Patriots to maybe keep the division close a little bit to what uh Sheedy already said. Um defense is going to be there, they're going to be able to run the ball with no issue. Um I'm not the biggest fan or, or supporter of Mac Jones, but I think he does play. He almost has to play a little bit better than what he did last year. And he carried them to a Tennessee 10 to seven season, which is pretty good for a rookie. If you, if you, if you're being a hundred about it. So yeah. um, I think he probably won't make as many mistakes. I think because they have at least somewhat of better options at wide receiver than they did last year that's going to at least be able to uh, allow them to win maybe a game or two extra this year than they did last year. So I'll go uh, Buffalo one, uh, Patriots two, uh, Dolphins at three, and the Jets, Lord Jesus, you better hope Zach Wilson or somebody is playing better than Joe Flacco because I saw a tweet yesterday that said Joe Flacco was on fire in training camp. And my question is, what the hell does that mean? That was a re no 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 that was a retweet from about ten years ago. Gotcha, my bad. Okay, I, okay. I didn't yeah. refresh my timeline. Yeah. That sounds better. The coach Robert Sally was saying Joe Flacco should be a starting quarterback in this league. He said that in a. In I'm, a telling, I'm telling y'all, New York Jets fans, Mason Rudolph is right there. I don't know who <laughs> is their drug supplier or what they drinking and smoking, but I need all of that because Joe Flacco <laughs> is not a starter in this league. I'm sorry. No. We're just, just <laughs> hey, Jess, just run us a fourth. Just run us a fourth round for Mason Rudolph. We good. If we, if we, if we talking coaches capping, right? I mean, what's the biggest cap is a coach saying, hey, uh, this kid too is the most accurate passer that Tyreek Hill has ever played with. I mean, we're going to give a cap award out for the offseason. I think that one tastes the cake by far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all know me. As long as you know, viewers and listeners been on with with, with let's be real. I'm the f- 
furthest thing away from a Tua fan. And it's seven right. You know, Strike, you brought up the it factor early in this episode. He ain't got no impact in him, and I'd be surprised if he ended the season healthy, but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? They did that thing last season, finished the, the, the game, the season strong. But defensively, they were literally mid. Like, if you look at all their defensive rankings, they were literally 14 through 17, damn near in every category. Like, the defense was yeah. mid. Of course, you get to re-kill, huh? Yeah, they literally, like, they were, like, dead last. They were, like, at the bottom of defense, like, the first half of 10 weeks of the season. Then the last half of the season, they were, like, at the top. They balance it out a little bit. They balance it out a little bit. Um, but you know, so you get you get to rekill, which would be a, a option for him for sure. Uh, you know, what I'm saying if I need to get rid of the ball for sure. But you, you said it earlier, you know, he's missing wide open passes already to the guy. So it's like, how accurate is he for one? For two, is he gonna stay healthy? This team is literally the quarterback is gonna make a break on. Um, so that's why I got, of course, the Bills number one, the Patriots number two. The Patriots finished number two in defense last year, and they didn't lose anybody. I don't believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we get another experience a uh, year with Mac Jones. You know his receiver core, which aren't too bad to be honest with you. But Bill Belichick is still there, so you got to respect them. So of course, yeah. Bills number one, Patriots number two, Dolphins number three, uh, Jets number four. So, you know, and of course, Jets. If y'all need a quarterback. Hey, we got the one y'all got chemistry with. You know what I'm saying? He came from y'all. Y'all can get him back, and y'all should welcome him. But open arms as y'all should, and he damn near be free. Stop it, Sam. Dog ain't gonna be no jail. I'm just saying he'll be free Thank with. You, Look, Sarkin. we got a rich Sarkin. owner, David Tepper. If y'all want to get the cap space out, y'all, if y'all books next year, look, y'all got them. Just give us a give Sarkin, us a six round pick. Y'all got them. I'm gonna tell you how bad two sounds. It's so bad that he's making a pitch to give garbage that they took away from them. Like, how bad does that look? Yeah. <laughs> they paid to like, take the garbage from them. And you know, now you're like, eh, you could probably take this back. Like, no, that doesn't look well. Enough. You're like, you know, yeah, this actually is garbage. I thought it was recyclable, <laughs> but no, it's just trash. Yeah, y'all it's acting right. like y'all ain't never had somebody borrow them from y'all and give it back. Well, I mean... Be yeah. honest. Okay, to Ryan's point, yeah, the Pats, they, their, their, their corners will be a little bit suspect this year. Uh, but I I still think that just like we were talking about with the Ravens and their scheme, they have Bill Belichick there. I was so just about to say that. It's just a plug and play. It's next guy mm-hmm. up. So I think the Patriots will be just fine. Yeah, because Malcolm Butler and, and J.C. Jackson literally came out of nowhere. So, like, yeah. I, I fully expect for them to find some corner out of, like, Rose College or something, and bro be like, <laughs> <laughs> and bro be locking up folks. So bro, by probably have a four point four GPA. <laughs> uh, after Shark, I got a question though. Go ahead, Shark. I'm sorry. You said Rose College. <laughs> Go on for that, man. So yeah, I got the Jets four. I don't know no reason to put them high in four, right? Bills um, one. I no reason to put them lower than one, right? All right, two and three. I'm actually gonna go against y'all. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna go and give. I think the more talented team, the Dolphins are the more talented team. Uh, Brian made a great point earlier about the Pats and their offensive coordinator, defense coordinator. They don't have any coordinators. Uh, as a Titans fan, who saw that for one year, and our defense went to the straight bottom <laughs> with it. Uh, he ain't got any. Matt Patricia called the offensive plays. Matt Patricia was defense coordinator. So you know, be a better shake. I know you be a better shake, but. <laughs> You deserve your second guess sometimes too. Um, Matt, I thought uh, Matt, so Matt Jones ain't bad, but he was a top 100 player. 
We 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 not finna we not finna talk about the, this 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 list. <laughs> Let, let's just keep it moving. That's just a way to this is a way to get reaction and get clout. So let's yeah, move along. So yeah, I, I'm not a believer in the Patriots. Um, I don't call play, play. I just I don't I don't know really. Not that they're bad. They're going to be in the thick of it. I think if anything, them Dolphins can be the same record. But I, I don't want to come over and say it's going to be a tactic. Just take the place. I ain't going to be that guy. So give. <laughs> You and Dolphin finished a little bit ahead. Uh, like I said, two of his specials, I'm going to say it's a training camp. He got those weapons. He could just throw a short pass to Tyreek Hill, and he could take it the rest of the way. He could throw a short pass to Jaden Walker. He could take it the rest of the way. They got Sid Wilson for just dink and dunk with them folks, and they can get you down the field, right? So, uh, main thing with him is the health portion, as Tuchel uh, mentioned. I don't know who that back will be, so. Uh, when he when he does go down, because he normally does. Yeah, that's that's, that's the only reason why I'd have him third because Teddy I, don't think he's, I don't think he's gonna finish the series. Oh. Teddy B, Teddy B, who's a captain of of short passes. Honestly, I give him that. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I give him that. He might as let him start. You might well let. Thank you, Sheedy. You took the words right out of my mouth. I didn't do it because the Patriots doing the same stuff. Next Dolphins joining that other field. I don't know who they receive. Yeah, honest. that's true. That's true. Keep it going. Um, like I said, I, uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar still there? You know, I, I trust. I got Devontae Parker. He stay hurt. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust. I trust Belichick more than who uh, the Dolphins have now. So it, it's it's that's the only reason, man. I can't tell you this. The Dolphins do have a new head coach. I think if. Uh, if uh, Brian Flores is still there, I would, I would possibly say they would challenge the guests. I, I 100% would have had them second if Brian Flores was still their coach. 100%. Right. This new, that new coach thing does matter in there. So. Yeah. I think they're going to be close. They're going to be like Nick and Nick for second, third. Uh, yeah, for playoff spot potentially. But we'll see what goes on, man. We'll see you start. We're close to it, y'all, man. We're preseason's been okay. We, we, we all might I mean, honest with you, I have not watched preseason. I'll probably watch tonight to see Kenny Pickett with the starters and see uh, how he looks. But outside of that, it's just been highlights for me. So, oh, and the other one I did, I did watch the Titans one with Malik Willis against the against the Ravens. I did watch that one too. So, yes, uh, inside that hurt, man. But uh, we'd be remiss to say, man, happy birthday, man! The birthday man over here, Trevor, man. Yes, uh, the Jesus year has finally arrived. I will be 33 years old on tomorrow. Um, I'm getting up there, man. It, I mean, it's it is what it is. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Anybody got ain't no random trolls or not any more trolls? <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a troll or not. I just had, I wanted to pose a question. Um, and real quick, who is the other division that has a second playoff team, do you think? We're secure on the AFC West. They definitely will have at least two playoff teams. But who – I'm going to say AFC North is yeah, the North division North. that has possibly two yeah. playoff AFC teams. North. The AFC North. Because yeah. the AFC West is loaded. Yeah, AFC North. Okay. Yeah. We'll do our predictions uh, in a couple of weeks. 
I know. Yeah. Other week I said I had all four AFC West teams. So I might renege on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I brought up the devil. Right. Yeah, I, I said bit. three. I said three, possibly four. Yeah. I, I may go back on that. So, but yeah, if there was another division in the AFC, is the AFC North without question. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, AFC South it wasn't shocking me both Titans and Colts were potentially getting in. It don't have to be one or the other. Both of them could potentially get in as well. Uh, the rest of the division, so, so that's why you don't never mention because <laughs> the last two teams are that bad. Um, but yeah, that was a great. Wait, question. So y'all have two teams in the AFC East. One team, one team. The division winner, like we said, the Buffalo yeah. Bills, who will yeah. probably be the number one seed. Super Bowl <laughs> favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like the road to the Super Bowl is gonna go through Buffalo in the mm-hmm. AFC. You can yeah. win that because AFC West is gonna beat up on themselves. Yeah, I don't think I can bet against Bill Belichick twice, and I'm. Said mm. <laughs> I can. I mean, I mean, I can. I can. <laughs> Double or nothing. All right. Yeah, I can. <laughs> he, no, he didn't man, look too I, good last year. About the coaching, though, like that's that's something to think about for sure. Yep, yep. All right, man. So remember, it's y'all. I already know, man. Follow us on Twitter, FBR underscore media. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification button. Like I said, we see them viewers creeping up, man. Appreciate everybody supporting. Good thing we does support. And especially like Ryan, man. He tuned in every single episode. So, you know, man, appreciate everybody. Definitely show love to us and promote us. Uh, remember to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on both and give us a review on Apple. And you know, uh, podcast platforms you get your podcast from as well. Remember to follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. Uh, I'm at underscore Scott Lee on Twitter as always. UFC 278, ladies and gentlemen, it's like Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards, too. Should be a good fight. That's what's up. Well, the birthday guy, I'm at the Art of Trevor. Um, that's my starting five stick. <laughs> Oh, man, it's really shitty, man. Look forward to seeing y'all next week as well. Sir, Ed, Tev, Shakir, appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Hey, I got a request, and I know this may be a troll, but can can we add some orange to our intro video for me and Sharky's purposes? No. <laughs> Memphis, <laughs> not Tennessee. Memphis. Memphis. I, 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 Memphis. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Let's be real. Commandment number two. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I know commandment number two. Don't answer questions you already know the answer to. Do not ask questions you already know the answer to. There you go. I'm cool with the troll. Oh man, yeah, it's <laughs> three the hard yeah. way. We we got you know some heat coming for y'all Monday, man. Just make sure you ready Literally. on Monday for commute. Um, to discuss some things we got coming up, uh, talking about the schedule, some other stuff as well, too. Yes, sir. We're definitely a, a good basketball podcast that'll be in y'all that should be on y'all feet if you're listening. Definitely check us out. Three to Hardaway, more coming. Um, I can't wait to the season. Y'all know me, I'm a basketball head, so I definitely can't wait. But definitely before the season, get into the season, it's gonna it's gonna be some fun in there. Yeah, he and he's a basketball head and he loves the nuggets. He loves McDonald's nuggets. I find it funny that I have the nickname League Pass Trevor, but you know, I, I'll wait on my invitation from y'all. Yeah, right. Oh, man.
All right, y'all. We're, of course, uh, man, starting five. We will return at some point, man. We were going to see. Uh, it's been relatively quiet for the Grizzlies, man. So <laughs> it is what it is. Man, we will return at some point in time. And also, our next episode next week, we are going with Cowboys Outlook. We have a guest. Y'all may remember him from the past. Giants fan that's coming on the episode. Danny Dimes. Oh, Danny Dimes. Oh, man. Hell no. Yes, he's bad. I didn't know. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Oh, damn. We'll be on this week. If only we get Savage on this NFC East talk, it's going to be hilarious. But, you know, it is what it is. Man. Hell no. Peace.